A wise woman once said, I've cooked all day! I've decorated! I did it nice! Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Gay Best Friend. I am the Gay Best Friend, Ryan Martin, and in today's episode, we are going to be going into the newest episode of Real Housewives of New York. The ladies are finally back after almost a month away, and I don't even know what I have been doing since the last episode uh, of Real Housewives of New York. I've had nothing to do, guys, and so I've been waiting on pins and needles for them to return. Um... Side note, there's only five of the cast members left for this season now that Tinsley is gone. And in true Real Housewives of New York fashion, they've already like forgotten all about Tinsley. They're already moved on. They have no mention of Tinsley or anything. They have a cute little clip in the previously on. But besides that, no one's talking about her. They've like thrown her out real quick from the group. But yeah, there's only five housewives left on New York. And I mean, you can count Elise as a friend, but I feel like even she is not like a full-time friend she's been in a couple episodes but she did get a confessional look so that makes me think that they when they knew tinsley was leaving they brought elise in to try to wrangle her in the group a little bit more and they just didn't like get her vibe and so they at least gave her a confessional look to talk about some drama with ramona but anyways only five girls i feel like housewives in general succeed the most when there are I would say seven. Seven is like the perfect number for housewives. That way, usually the girls kind of split into like two different groups and you have like one person that is maybe in the middle, one or two people that go on both sides uh, and are the mediators. But with five girls, I'm like, okay, they're all getting along for the most part. In New York, the drama shifts back and forth so fast that with five girls, it's like not that much is going to be going on. There's not going to be like a huge feud. So far, they're trying to sell Dorinda as the villain this season. And I mean, she's still pretty friendly with everybody. The only person she's really not getting along with is Ramona. And I'm sure that will be changing by the end of the next episode. And this is, like I said in my first episode, this is my gripe with Housewives being on social media is because so in this episode, you can see that she is not getting along with Ramona. Fast forward on their social media, they're taking pictures together uh, a couple days after this episode filmed, so, or the events in this episode filmed, so, again, girls, stay off social media if you want to keep people guessing about what is actually going to go on in the show. Um, Another weird thing that uh, happened was they changed the taglines now that they are halfway through the season. I've never seen a Housewife uh, season change their taglines halfway through um they always keep them the entire season um i don't know why they all of a sudden went about changing the taglines but also they obviously filmed these uh with their own recording equipment because they sound kind of like me recording this right now not the best quality bitch but okay let's get into these new taglines so first off we have dorinda uh and hers is like a mint in my mouth i can be a bit fresh guys okay i don't know what is going on with dorinda this season she usually in the past has had her like up and down moments but this whole entire season for me for dorinda has felt like she's just been pissed off the entire time and super emotional and beginning of the season she talked about how she had a flood at the berkshires in bluestone manor and her relationship with john was not the best and she wanted him to be there for her and be more supportive so i don't know if that is what is contributing to her attitude this entire season and ramona had the theory that she hasn't properly mourned the death of her late husband and now that she's not with john anymore uh that it's bringing up all those feelings again and she's finally grieving her husband um but 
whether that is true or not, she has been, she was a total bitch to Tinsley the entire season. And Elise um, on an after show said that Dorinda several times had given olive branches to Tinsley and Tinsley didn't take them, which is not what all what they portrayed on the show. They portrayed Dorinda to be like the monster, just constantly going after Tinsley. Um, so I think that there was a lot more going on with Dorinda that we haven't seen besides her being a monster. But as far as what we're getting on the show, uh, they're really going for her in a villain edit, which is pretty interesting because before they've been kind of like middle ground, still like airing her dirty laundry, but never like fully going for her. But I don't know, this tagline, like I'm into my mouth, I can be a bit fresh. I'm not feeling it for her. I wish that it would have been something about her like being uh, like a, a fighter or something or being like tough because that's the vibe that she's giving. Usually the taglines reflect kind of what their storyline is for the season. I Maybe I'm too young to understand this reference. I have no idea what being a bit fresh means. I don't know if that's meaning like being a bit like sassy or I don't know, but Dorinda, she always comes in with like the weird analogies. So I guess this is very fitting. Uh, next we have Sonia's and hers is, I'm no one's arm candy. I'm the whole bowl of sugar. Obviously this is a reference to when they were in the Hamptons and uh, Elise said that Sonia was arm candy for her ex-husband and about said that about Sonia. And I, at this point it's like, in my opinion, you can't get rid of Sonia. Anybody on the show, to me, at this point, could be replaceable. I mean, besides Leah, but this is her first season. Sonia is just, like, such a staple and so weird, and she never really is, like, the center of any drama. She's always just throwing witty one-liners in, and I feel like this tagline reflects well for her because her taglines are always so random. Like, I think it was either last season or the season before where she said something about she prefers being a bottom. Um, like, what the fuck? Um, so then after that, we have Ramona, who, if you've been following Ramona since season one, you can, like, tell how this would be so fitting for her. Uh, hers is, so what if I'm self-involved? Who else should I be involved with? I cannot, guys. I, as a housewife historian, I could not take another season of Ramona Singer trying to find love and leaving every scene to go on a date. If you're not going to be fully invested as a cast member in the show and just run out of every scene to say that you have to go on a date, then don't be on the show. I don't know why Bravo hasn't made her a friend yet because in every episode, she will leave early or show up late because she says that she has a date. I'm so sick of that storyline. It's honestly been since I think season six or seven since she uh, divorced Mario that it's been about her dating. Girl, we get it. You like to go on dates. You like to have sex. When they were in the Hamptons and she was flirting with the owner of that house, it was like a $14 million house, and she was in that chairlift in that yellow dress, I felt bad for her because I was like, this is what Ramona has come to, being desperate over this guy who was obviously not interested in her. He had like gone on a date with Tinsley previously. He was like 100 years old. I was like, obviously, he's that type of guy. He wants like a young girlfriend, Ramona. You're like 65. You're not his age bracket. He wants Tinsley, who is like 20 years younger than you. I digress. Anyways, so then after that, we have Leah, and hers is, I'll say sorry for what I've done, but never for who I am. Okay, I told you guys in the first episode that I'm really loving Leah this season because she is giving me, like, seasons one through three Bethany before Bethany became, like, the biggest chip on her shoulder. Um, Leah is probably the most unfiltered housewife 
and like across the board of all cities for a very long time. And I think it is exactly what New York has needed. I feel like the cast, since they do move through things so fast, people are not able to actually like digest the issues that they have going on. Um, New York is like the total opposite end of the spectrum from like Beverly Hills, whereas Beverly Hills, they take one thing and they will drag it on for an entire season. Case in point, Denise and the threesome talk with her kids. Um, but they need someone like Leah to be outspoken and kind of carry the plot line of the drama that has been going on throughout the entire season. And I feel like Leah is that girl that is kind of holding the season together. And she always is making references to things that the girls have done in the previous episodes, whereas the other women are just like barreling ahead. And I feel like Leah, if anything, we need like, I wish they would bring in Leah's sister as a full-time cast member too, because if you guys follow Leah on Instagram, her sister is just as beautiful as her, just as like, quirky as her and just as weird and since they obviously did not want to take my advice and bring tinsley's mom dale on daryl on as a full-time cast member i feel like then we need to go the opposite direction and we need to have leah's sister um i like the dichotomy of like the older women with the younger girls because i feel like it gives like a totally new perspective to the show and leah is not the, from the same crowd as the other women she always talks about how she's like a downtown girl and they're all upper west side east side i don't know i don't know the demographics of new york city and all that bullshit but anyways leah is honestly bethany seasons one through three go back and watch and you will find so many similarities they're super outspoken but also in a super funny way versus like I don't know, maybe like a Nini Leaks who it's like always shady. Leah is actually funny and makes great jokes that are like also self-deprecating. Uh, and finally, we have Luann and hers is, I rise above the drama and won't settle for the lower level. A reference to being at Ramona's house and having to go stay in what she described as her dog piss basement. Um, which also, Ramona's house in the Hamptons is stunning. And the fact that Luann would complain about having to go stay in the basement I mean, the TV was pretty old that was in the basement. It was obviously like that 2001 Toshiba that was like the size and width of like a football field and it was like super clunky. So maybe, okay, Luann, I will give you that. But regardless, you're staying in like a $7 million Hamptons mansion. I don't want to hear you complain about having to stay in the lower level without air conditioning. I just don't want to hear it. But again, so those are the new taglines. Very weird that they switched them halfway through the season. But hey, I don't know if they're like trying to like erase Tinsley completely and just get new taglines. Um, okay, so guys, let's just jump right into the episode. As soon as we get uh, this new episode going, we have Leah meeting uh, Luann and Dorinda at this uh, Halloween store, which Halloween on New York uh, Housewives, I'm so happy that they like started filming it or, like at a different time frame because before the holiday that they used to always uh, include would be uh, Christmas. And so I feel like it's a whole new tone for the show to bring in Halloween. It's giving me spooky vibes. And they meet at this Halloween store and uh, Luann brings up that last year she hosted one of the most outrageous and largest Halloween parties in all of New York City. And we get a flashback to her dressed up as a nurse, Sony dressed up as a nurse, and we got a little flash of Barbara going a slash. I don't know if you guys remember Barbara from last season, who apparently was hired as a full-time housewife was a horrible housewife so they demoted her to a friend but there was a leaked picture of her holding her apple that she filmed for her intro uh so they gave away that she was obviously demoted after they filmed the whole season but 
she was just too nice for the show and always brought the damn tool bag. But anyway, so we get the flashback to the party last year, and Luann says, I wanted to enjoy the girls this year, so this year I will not be performing, which I'm like, okay, Luann, is it that you don't want to be performing or nobody else was just trying to book you for performing? Like, I didn't realize that Luann had become the new Elvira of Halloween and was being booked for every single Halloween party in New York City. But so we catch up with... uh... Dorinda, Luann, and Leah at the Halloween store, and Dorinda goes into the story from last week's episode of where she went to the party planner, Larry Scott, with uh, Ramona and Sonia, and she gets into how, uh, to quote Dorinda, she was Ramona-sized again, and she starts telling Luann and Leah about how uh, when she was at the party place with Sonia that they ended up, the party planner was like, hey guys, come take a picture with me. We've got to do stuff for social media. And you could obviously tell that Sonia and Dorinda, while they were there, were pissed off because in reality, they got like free promotion from Dorinda and Sonia uh, for going there. And that's part of their job is social media. So I'm sure that they were not compensated by this Larry Scott guy for doing pictures for their social media. And it's so obvious that Ramona wanted them there uh, so that this Larry Scott guy could get all of them in a picture and promo his business. And I'm sure Ramona ended up getting her Halloween party that we see later in the episode for free from this guy because uh, I'm sure she exchanged like a social media post with all of them mentioning uh, the party planner in exchange for the party being discounted or free or something, which that would make me annoyed too if I was Dorinda. I feel like Sonia is a lot more low-key about things like that because she is closer to Ramona, but Dorinda is not like super buddy-buddy with Ramona, so I'd be pissed. I'd be like, this is something that they should be paying us for. It's not my party that I'm getting for free, so you shouldn't like, don't ask me to come and help you with a party thing if you're just going to want me to be there for free Instagram promotion. I'd be like, what a bitch. So then we cut to the next scene, which is Ramona meeting with this matchmaker, Rory, who we've seen in the past couple of seasons, try to set Ramona up with these guys who she always sets them up with these like old ass skeletons, which obviously is Ramona's type because she keeps going back to her. Uh, We flash back to last season where Ramona met with the um, gentleman who was bald and they were eating outside and he was telling her um, that he was almost married eight times and Ramona was just looking at him like, this is such bullshit. This is so fake for me. I'm just filming this, uh, for the TV show. Like, get me out of here. Uh, Ramona then says, or she gets asked the question by the matchmaker. Do you want, uh, love? Do you want fun? And Ramona says, I want a best friend. And I'm like, Ramona, okay, if you want the best friend, then what are you doing? Like literally at 65 years old, running around New York city and like flirting with anybody that has a pulse. Like, if you actually want to meet somebody, I feel like by now she could have. But, like, Ramona, just, like, calm down. If you've watched the show and you see Ramona flirting, it's like a rabid dog getting a steak. Like, anyone with a penis, she just, like, jumps on instantly. And it doesn't matter, like, who she has to, like, shove out of the way in front of a bus to get to that guy. But she will, like, be the first girl there to, like, bat her eyelashes and flip her hair and be like, I'm so thirsty. I wish somebody would order me a drink. Um... So then uh, Ramona divulges that she needs somebody that is worth as much as her or if more uh, because she went on a date with a billionaire one time and he assumed that she could take care of herself. Um, So she said that she needs a guy that is kind of more on her level so that 
he can take care of her because she wants to be taken care of. She doesn't want someone that is way more richer than her. She wants somebody that's on her level. And I'm like, oh my God, as I sit here, literally having a Wendy's chicken nuggets in my bed yesterday, I just don't want to hear it from Ramona. Um, which is, again, why Leah is the breath of fresh air. When we see Leah in her apartment, which like looks almost exactly like my studio apartment, I appreciate that versus like when the ladies are like, which home do I'm going to go to this weekend for which episode? I really appreciate that. Ramona then says that she has come to realize as she's become, she says as she's become more comfortable in her home, she has come to realize that if she doesn't find somebody that meets all of her requirements, that that's okay because she loves herself. And how brave of Ramona to, it took her realizing that she's more comfortable in her home uh, to realize that she doesn't need a man. She has those walls in that home to keep her company. She doesn't need a man. Um, she says that she has so many girlfriends that also keep her company. And if I have to hear Ramona say one more time that she has 60 girlfriends that she can call like that, I'm going, I'm going to write a letter to Bravo asking them to fire her because every episode she talks about how she has 60, 100,000 girlfriends that she can call because she is a great friend. And personally speaking, okay, I feel like if you have 60 friends, there's no way that they can all be like your close friend. There's no way that you can have like in super intense personal relationships with 60 friends. It's just not feasible in my mind. And that like, maybe that's just coming from me. I have like a handful of close friends only. So when Ramona's talking about every episode that she has 60 girlfriends that she can call, I'm like, are they dolls that you speak to? Or are they, are they real humans, Ramona? Because I wouldn't put a pastor to have like a room just full of several blonde dolls that look eerily like her with large eyes that she speaks to. And she just says that those are her girlfriends. I don't know if that's what she's going for. And from that scene, we go into uh, Sonia and Elise meeting for dinner. And Elise, which, okay, I feel like if it was any other situation, maybe if it wasn't like so late in the amount of seasons that we've known for Real Housewives of New York, if she, I feel like Elise, if she had started off on the show season one, she would have been a great member of the show. I feel like she has the New York City vibe that the women had in the first couple of seasons um, by being all-encompassing, successful, powerful, smart, and witty. Uh, but for some reason, she just is not fitting with, in my mind, the group right now. I don't know what it is about her. I don't know if it's because we know nothing about her. And they usually when they have a friend introduced, they give us kind of their backstory. And I feel like with her, we just have not got that at all. Um, so she's sitting with Sonia. They're having dinner. And Elise is telling Sonia that when Ramona needs emotional support, she's there. And she is starting to feel like now that Elise, uh, Elise is starting to feel like now that she doesn't have a jet or a yacht or a house in Aspen and that her husband can't do plastic surgery or her ex-husband can't do plastic surgery on Ramona anymore, that she is feeling useless. And I feel like if Ramona was such a good friend, like she just said in the last episode, that wouldn't be happening. So the fact that I think it was some shady editing on Bravo's part that they just had the scene before where Ramona was talking about how she loves her girlfriends, she treats them so well. And then we go into the next episode where one of those girlfriends is talking about being treated poorly by Ramona. And Elise and Sonia are talking about how they both have so much dirt on Ramona that they could use for blackmail for her, but they would never. And I kind of like this pairing, actually, of Elise and Sonia, because I think Sonia, a lot of the times, uh, she needs someone that she feels like is on her level of like money, success, and 
reputation. And I think that Elise is probably that same level um, of someone that she would accept. And that's why, I mean, they're filming a scene one-on-one together. I feel like that never happens with Sonia. Sonia's always filming with just the group or just Ramona. So I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe we can let Elise in a little bit. If Sonia accepts her, okay. I, I use Sonia as my barometer for who I'm going to like on the cast. Sonia likes Leah. I like Leah. Sonia likes Elise. I guess I can try to like Elise. But Elise says to Sonia, when Ramona pulls this bullshit, you call her out on it with me. And Sonia says, yeah, we're going to do it. So already whetting my appetite for a gang up on Ramona that is bound to happen at this Halloween party shenanigans. We then cut to a scene with Dorinda and her daughter, Hannah. Uh, they're meeting up to go get food at Jimbo's Hamburger Palace, which at first I thought this was going to be a joke. It ended up being a real thing, a real place that they went to. So oh, I'm losing my mind, apparently. But uh, so they get in. Dorinda sits down and says to the man, you know what I want? I want a cheeseburger. You know what I like on it? Uh, she says she wants Swiss cheese, lettuce, tomato, fresh onion, and lots of mayo and lots of ketchup, um, which I don't know about you guys, but my burger, okay, let's get into it. So my burger is gonna be lettuce wrapped, first of all. I'm not really a bun guy, not into it, especially not that like jalapeno Kaiser roll. No, not into it, lettuce wrapped, but it needs to be like crunchy ass lettuce. I'm not gonna be doing soggy lettuce, guys. We're not gonna be doing it. Honestly, the best place that does lettuce wrapped burgers uh, is in and out so if you haven't had it, go and get it. Second place, maybe Red Robin, because they honestly give you like a whole head of lettuce and it's fucking amazing. Um, jalapenos. I need fresh jalapenos. I don't want fried jalapenos on it. I want mayonnaise. I don't want mustard. I don't want ketchup. I want Swiss cheese as well, just like Dorinda. And I maybe will want a couple red onions sporadically placed. I'll take tomato as well but not that hard tomato. You guys know when you bite the tomato and it's like kind of white and it has the green in the middle? No, I want it to be all red tomato. That's what I need. Uh, then Dorinda gets into a conversation with her daughter and she says that if she was ever on a desert island that all she would want to bring with her would be Hellman's mayonnaise. And I can't think of anything that I would not want to bring to a desert island besides Hellman mayonnaise. Um, if I could be on a desert island and I could only bring one thing, uh, it would probably be a copy of Chromatica Go listen to the last episode. We talk all about Chromatica. Um, but I guess maybe not, because then what am I going to play it on? Maybe I'll bring my phone, but then I feel like that's never an option. Um, I guess I'll just bring, ooh, I'll bring up my volcano candle collection from Anthropology because I have probably 10 volcano candles from Anthropology in my apartment right now. None of them are lit because I don't know, I'm such a freak that I get these candles expecting to burn them but then when i actually get them here i'm like i want them to last i don't want to light them so if you ever need a volcano candle come over to my apartment i can give you probably a box set of 10 or 15 because i have so many i just never light but okay i guess i'm going to be bringing my candle collection to the desert island and dorinda will be there with her hellman's mayonnaise also something that i noticed about dorinda meeting her daughter for uh lunch at jimbo's uh dorinda brought her own stand-up phone holder that she put on the counter at the restaurant which okay when i go to the restaurant and i'm like wanting to put my phone maybe not on the table maybe it's a little dirty i put it on a napkin but dorinda brought her own like it looked like it was from sharper image uh phone holder and i thought that's just like the pinnacle of success having a to-go phone holder that you can just bring to any jimbo's hamburger palace that you want uh 
I feel like maybe it would be more common maybe if a woman brought her own, like that purse thing that goes on the end of a table that counterbalances the weight and you can hang your purse so it doesn't have to go on the ground or it doesn't have to go in the booth. But no, Dorinda Medley of Real Houses in New York at Jimbo's Hamburger Palace, she would bring her own stand-up phone stand if she wants. We then cut to uh, Leah having dinner with her baby daddy, Rob, and her daughter, Kiki, which like when the three of them are on screen, that is like... I will say I'm not like the biggest fan of when there's so much, uh, like so many scenes with kids on the shows um, on Housewives. But for some reason, when it's Leah, her baby daddy, Rob, and then Kiki, I love the seeing the three of them together. But they go to this uh, Chinese restaurant and the waiter comes and says, well, so what do you want to order? And Leah says, anything without carbs. And then the waiter gives him that like, or gives her that like nervous laugh of like, Haha, bitch, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Um, and her baby teddy rob just said oh, we'll just order normal food and gives her the look like girl just order which like i can relate to because whenever like i go to dinner with my family my dad is the type of dad who always like there's there's a certain type of dad you guys know what i'm talking about that says like oh surprise me to the waiter when they say what do you want and then like the bill will come and my dad without like a blink will say like we don't want that and i'm like okay for the last like 20 years of my life uh, that my stepdad has been in the picture, every time we've gone out to dinner, he has made those two jokes. So Rob was giving Leah that like, girl, we don't need to make these jokes, do we? Get, like get to the point. And I'm like, I can relate to him because I do that to my dad all the time. I need to tell him that the waiter doesn't know what you want. When you say surprise me, they don't know, they don't care. They just want you to give them the good tip. So just fucking order. Um, and. That's all I honestly wanted to talk about in terms of that scene because, there, I mean, there's nothing new going on with Leah and the baby daddy and the daughter. I mean, we've gotten, they have the quirky relationship and Leah's close to their daughter. We get it. Okay, moving on. So then it's the day of the Halloween party. Luann shows up to the venue and she's, I honestly don't know what, to quote Bethany Frankel from like two seasons ago, she went through the Holland Tunnel and took acid and then showed up because I don't know what the hell she's wearing. She's wearing like a Liza Minnelli inspired bedazzled jacket and like a bedazzled sailor's cap um she's giving me honestly rupaul's drag race vibes unintentionally which i mean ramona thought that sonia or thought that luann was a drag queen when she first met her so luann is living up to that reputation but she gets to the party and the party is honestly stunning and they have the coolest uh food they have like goat's heads and like guts and blood and all this like fake uh, disgusting stuff on the table um it honestly is like the coolest halloween sit down dinner i think i've ever seen in my life and I, when a party like that there's a huge ass table that's when you know the drama is going to go down on a real housewives episode whenever there is a sit down dinner that's when the housewives do their finest work that's when they pull out all the stops and i pray that there will be food flying i mean a couple episodes ago, we got Leah throwing a ravioli at Ramona. I'm hoping that something is thrown. If there isn't, like, someone arguing, crying, throwing a drink, throwing a chair, throwing a glass, I'm not interested. And my New York girls always come through. I can always count on New York and Atlanta to, like, literally always... Some shenanigans will be pulled out of a hat. Some buddy will end up getting in a fight, no matter what happens. And I can already see from the long table and the fancy cutlery that shit is about to go down so while everybody's getting ready and into their costumes ramona shows up early to the halloween party uh ramona looks like maybe a 
lower rent version of like a Zelda elf. I don't know really what she was going for, uh, but Ramona shows up early to the dinner. No one else is there except for the party planner, and Ramona brings Missy, who, if you are a fellow Housewives historian, you will know that Missy is the ex-girlfriend of Tom, who Tom is Luann's ex-husband that led to her spiral going to rehab, getting arrested, saying she was going to kill the police officer. So she brings Missy, which I'm like, Ramona, you're already on thin ice with all the ladies, and then you bring in your friend's ex-husband's ex-girlfriend. Like, we don't need to be doing that. And I don't know what the hell the friend was dressed up as. She was going like a member of Guns N' Roses, like from hell. I don't know what she was going for. But anyways, Missy, which like my mom's like good friend's name is Missy. So like maybe I should cut her some slack. But in this case, I'm not going to because she's wearing a huge ass red hat. And she looked like a white female version of Flavor Flav for Halloween. I didn't know what was going on. But anyways, I digress. So she brings Missy and she shows up to the party. And you can already tell that maybe Ramona is on edge a little bit because she knows maybe that this party is about to backfire on her for what she did to the girls uh dorinda and sonia bringing them to the party planner earlier in the last episode for the free publicity to get the party paid for in some way so you can tell that ramona is a little bit nervous and i would be also and ramona and her confessional after she so she calls Luann and says, we're here. And Luann says, dinner's at 8.30. And Ramona said, oh, I thought it, I thought it was made for earlier. Um, then Ramona starts in her confessional talking about how she wishes the dinner would get on with earlier because she has a gentleman friend who has a private table at Omar's that she's dying to go to, which, guys, I already said, I'm annoyed of Ramona leaving filming to go to other people's parties. Either be there and be fully committed or don't come at all. So the fact that Ramona is pulling this bullshit again, I'm feverishly tweeting Bravo right now to axe Ramona next season because it's like we could have somebody in there that is like actually willing to put in the time and effort to film a full entire damn episode other than like, I don't know, Ramona, I think it's time to go. You seem like uninterested in the show and I feel like the show in some ways seems uninterested in you you're not bringing anything new to the show as well which maybe she needs a season off maybe she needs to be just in a friend role but like i said ramona if you're gonna be there be there so then we cut to um dorinda elise and sonia again sonia and elise are together i don't know what they're trying to do um together heading towards the party and sonia is obviously wasted at this point when they pick up dorinda and she says trinda to dorinda uh, i don't know who trinda is but Apparently, it's a totally different person other than Dorinda. Uh, D&T. Apparently, very easy to mix up. Uh, they comment on Sonia obviously being very wasted. And Sonia, in her confessional, says, Well, what else would I be doing? I was obviously getting wasted with my hair and makeup team. And also, just to comment, so they, the confessionals for this episode, and I'm guessing for the rest of the season, are ones that the ladies filmed in their actual homes during quarantine. So... It's, I think believe they were all shot on like iPhone. I think that they had people come in and set up the iPhone to film them, but the quality and the audio is obviously not of the level of how the rest of the show had been previously. So that part was a bit jarring. I didn't know why they couldn't like set up the traditional uh, confessional filming and then maybe just like press record and everybody leave and then like 
the housewives come in and just film their part and then leave once they're done talking about things. I don't know why they didn't do it that way or like everybody would just like wear a mask or I don't know. It was very bizarre to me to see like them with like minimal hair and makeup like done themselves and like shot on this iPhone. It was very bizarre. But hey, you got to do what you got to do. Confessional at home is better than no confessional at all. And eventually all the ladies start arriving to the party and uh, upstairs where Luann is getting her makeup done with Leah, um, Jill Zarin shows up. And anytime Jill Zarin shows up on the show uh, in any capacity, whether it's like a five second clip, whether it's like a couple minutes, I lose my shit because I loved Jill on the show. I think in her last season being on the show, season four, she did get a little messy. I didn't think that that was any reason to not bring her back. I know that she said at one point that she felt uneasy about her position in the show and she took a sleeping pill and in like a Uh, sleeping pill fueled rage she wrote a letter to the executives of Bravo saying that she was quitting and she said that she did not expect them to actually accept her resignation and then they did Um, so she kind of shot herself in the foot there but I'm surprised that they haven't brought her back Um, I think that she would make a much more uh, tantalizing friend than Elise so I don't know why they wouldn't ask Jill to come back Um, because Jill has personal relationships with almost all the ladies I think except for Leah at this point um so she'd be a great friend to bring into the mix i don't know why they don't utilize jill more because jill if you've seen the show is very quick-witted she's super snarky she's super um involved in the new york city scene uh with those that same group of ladies so i don't know why they haven't brought jill back but anyways whenever she comes on screen i lose my shit so cut to ramona being confronted by sonia at the party um, about always having to one-up Sonia. And anything that Sonia's doing, Ramona has to go there. Sonia says she's doing construction. Ramona says she's doing construction. Sonia says she has a daughter in college. Ramona says that she has a daughter, daughter that graduated college. Um, and then Sonia says, and you're being a real bitch to Elise too. Come over here, Elise. So Elise comes over and um, Elise says to Ramona, Ramona, you're not treating me the best. And while you do have all these girlfriends, you know, some of them are the types of girls that'll kick you when you're down, and there's the other type of girls that will celebrate you and build you up. What type of friend am I to you? Uh, she asked that question to Ramona, and Ramona's response is, what type of friend do you want me to be, baby? And, like, when Ramona gets that, like, weird, like, puppy dog-eyed baby voice, you know, like, run for the damn hills, because it's going to be some, like, weird, avoiding, passive-aggressive shit that starts to go down. And... I th- coming into the show and like reading about like before the season started, Ramona and Elise were actually very good friends. And it was Ramona who wanted Elise on the show. Elise has released text messages from Ramona saying like, come film with us. We love you. Production loves you. We want you to be involved in the mix. Like things are kind of boring right now. We need somebody to come stir it up. So the fact that Ramona like all of a sudden turned on Elise is very bizarre. And again, for someone who touts being a very good friend, like, who brings their show or their friend on a reality show and then just, like, leaves them out by themselves? And, like, when Sonia Morgan is, like, trying to bring you into the group, then you know, like, the shit is going, getting weird. Like, I don't know. If my friend ever asked me to be on a reality show and I accepted and then when I got there, they bailed on me, I would be probably losing my shit. But Elise has too much class for that. She's very soft-spoken. 
So then Ramona eventually makes her way, she runs away from Elise and Sonia, and she makes her way over to Dorinda, and they start talking about uh, the party planner and uh, when they went to Larry Scott's and they did the free Instagram promotion for him. And Dorinda says, I don't really know why we were there. It was like weird. And don't you think it's silly, Ramona, that like you're doing all these birthday parties and like you're 60 something years old and you're still doing all this parties with, like your girlfriends and I guys I just need to insert this clip of Ramona so like you can see how annoying she sounds when she keeps talking about how many girlfriends that she has it's because she has nobody to invite okay I literally have 80 girlfriends but there's a reason for it because I'm a good friend why is it and I feel like that's pretty self-explanatory about my feelings about Ramona encapsulated in that one recording but as Dorinda is confronting Ramona about this um, Ramona throws out, oh my god, so, Dorinda, are you drunk already? And you know, if you are a Housewives of New York watcher, that calling Dorinda out on her drinking is a no-go. That is a no-fly zone uh, on Real Housewives of New York. And Dorinda walks away and <laughs> immediately goes and starts talking to the other women about what's going on. And she brings up how annoying it is that Ramona brought Missy, Tom's uh, ex-girlfriend, to the party. And you can already start to tell that the women now are like ready to turn on Ramona and I'm just like biding my time for something to go down and you can tell that the women are like looking now that Tinsley's gone for someone to kind of make their scapegoat and I think that they have set their sights on Ramona and I'm living for it um but the ladies start to arrive uh so Leah uh, Luann and Jill Zarin arrived to the party and Leah's costume okay I don't know this may be like a deep cut for all the Gaga fans out there Gaga when she performed at Coachella and she did her final song she switched into this like bejeweled bodysuit and Leah has like the exact same bodysuit so like even more points to Leah for having that um, so Leah is there with her baby daddy Rob and he looks like he's about three feet tall compared to the rest of the women. Uh, when everyone goes and introduces themselves, he says, here I am, I'm all small and shit. And he really does look small and shit. Um, he looks like he's maybe about like 5'5", five, five, and Leah looks like a pretty tall girl. She looks like she's maybe like 5'10", um, and they're all in heels and like in wigs and headdresses, so they're like leaps and bounds above him, and it's a very lovely sight to see. And then things take a turn. So as they start to sit down for dinner, uh, the seating is Dorinda. Next to Dorinda is this guy named William, who looks like he's in his 20s, and then Ramona. And a couple of episodes ago, more towards the beginning of the season, uh, William was there. Uh, he was being friendly with Dorinda. Uh, I think Ramona was trying to flirt with him. But now he's at this dinner party, obviously just as a guest. And Dorinda, you can tell, is just ready to go in for the kill with Ramona and starts saying... <laughs> very loudly uh Ramona aren't you glad that I brought my friend William oh look my friend William is here are you glad that you get to sit next to William obviously trying to like throw it in Ramona's face that this guy maybe was not interested in her or that her flirting didn't work and Ramona just sits there stone-faced I don't know if it's the Botox or what but she has no expression on her face whatsoever and <laughs> Dorinda like you can tell she's like a dog with a bone is not gonna stop until she breaks Ramona. And right as they are about to have dinner, Dorinda gets up and says she needs to make a toast and she has a question for the room as a woman in power. I don't know what, by saying a woman in power, what that has to do with her toast, uh, but she gets up and says, who else thinks it's annoying that when you are talking to a friend and you just get there and they don't like something that you say, they say, are you drunk? 
Um, which, like, okay, Dorinda, I don't think you're the first person that should be talking about, like, anything to do with ethics and friendship and alcohol because she probably drinks the most out of anybody on the show and says the weirdest stuff when she drinks on the show. Maybe, okay, maybe second to Sonia, but Sonia's more lighthearted. Dorinda will, like, get in your face about it. So she gives this very bizarre toast. Ramona, again, is just sitting there, like, stone-faced. And I thought that the other ladies would be like, yeah, Dorinda really gave it to her. Um, but in their confessionals, they're all kind of like, oh, we feel kind of bad for Ramona. Luann says that she kind of sees Ramona's side of things. And Ramona just ends up not saying anything and just gets up and leaves. And we then end the episode with uh, Leah, who Leah goes from like zero to 100, uh, even seems like quicker than Sonia. Uh, playing with all the food, the weird food that's on the tables, and like destroying the seafood tower, playing with the octopus, and that was kind of like the lighthearted ending that I needed to the episode after Dorinda giving that super aggressive toast. But so that is the end of the episode. Next week we have the ladies going to the Berkshires to Dorinda's house that was just renovated after the flood, and I'm so excited because every time that they go to the Berkshires, it's always a damn shit show. Literally from the moment that they get there until the first person leaves in the morning, I love it so much um i would say overall this is a pretty good episode i feel like this episode is being used to kind of set up the larger drama that will be going on for the second half of the season it seems like it's going to be uh from my guess about dorinda and her anger and maybe her feuding with ramona um also i feel like they're kind of setting up leah um to be going down a messy path again um even though on social media i did see that she got a 90 day sober coin so good for her uh maybe it was because things took a turn in the second half of the season but i'm very excited to see where the season goes um when tinsley left i thought it was going to be a little bit of a womp womp but i th the new york girls always turn it out and i am also very excited for the return of beverly hills this coming week um I'm going to be reviewing that. I will try to do a episode combining uh, Beverly Hills and New York into one, uh, just so things can be super condensed. You can get all your Housewives information in one stop. Uh, but thank you guys for listening to this episode. I hope that you guys were able to watch the episode as well. Uh, go and find me on social media, rcm.pdx, and tell me anything that you guys want me to talk about. If you have any comments about the shows that I'm talking about, anything you want me to watch, any suggestions. Um, but have a great weekend and have fun.